Hello, welcome to your next installment of BusinessWise, a podcast series created for entrepreneurs interested in expanding their companies through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrative genius, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Last week, we discussed outflow and its importance as compared to inflow. Today, we're going to build on this by discussing the most important outflow that you generate or that your business generates, which is your product or the service that you are providing society for your wherewithal to survive and prosper. Now, on the 19th of March, 1972, Mr. Hubbard issued uh, a policy where he gives a definition of the word product. I quote here, a completed thing that has exchanged value within or outside the activity, end quote. So this is a very acceptable definition of a product, obviously. I think most of you would agree with that definition. And uh, if I asked you for a definition, you would probably give me something along those lines. But then uh, in a lecture in March of 72, around the same time, he expands on this definition, and it's a very significant expansion, and I want to read it to you now. Mr. Hubbard says, quote, a product is a finished high-quality service or article in the hands of the being or group it serves as an exchange for a valuable. That's a product. It's a finished high-quality service or article in the hands of the consumer as an exchange for a valuable. In other words, it isn't a product at all unless it's exchanged. Unless it's exchangeable, it's not a product at all. Even the individual has to put his service or article in the hands of some other staff member before it can be called a product. Product is exchange. Exchange is product. End quote. So with this definition, um, you can see that Mr. Hubbard has added another factor here thoroughly, which is the factor of exchange. In other words, if you view it from the fundamental of a cycle of action, which begins with start, has change in the middle of it, and then stop, This is a fundamental you can study in, for instance, the book by Mr. Hubbard called The Problems of Work. The cycle of action is made up of start, change, stop. It can be manifested in different ways. It can be expressed in different ways, but that's a fundamental expression of it, start, change, stop. Now, you are producing a product. Let's say you're producing a chair, an item of furniture, and you've now constructed a chair and you have varnished it, you've sanded it, you finished it, it's all there beautifully complete. You can say, well, that's quite a product. Well, not by that definition, it's not a product because it's still in your hands. It's not in the hands of a consumer. So you say, okay, well, I have a consumer. I have a customer. He wants a chair. He's ordered the chair. And therefore, I am now going to deliver to him that chair. So the chair is now in the hands of the customer or consumer. You delivered it. Guy's very happy with it. You say, good, now I've got a product. Uh, Now, wait a minute, not quite so fast. Has it been exchanged for? 
you see, the cycle of action is not yet completed. He hasn't paid you yet. He's paying you in 30 days. Okay, when does that chair become a product? In 30 days. It's not a product unless it's exchanged. And that is a nuance or a critical element of the definition of product. And if you view what you are providing society through your business or through your career, of course, the product is what is guaranteeing your survival. What did you exchange with society? Why should society support you? Why should it uh, give you the wherewithal to survive? Why should it give you food or shelter or money? Because you are providing something to it, to society or to a certain elements of that society. And so that whatever it is that you're delivering is valuable to them. It's a product. We call it even a valuable final product. That's what you are now exchanging. There may be a bunch of earlier products you've got to get, but the one you're exchanging, that's truly the product. The one that you're getting money for, the one that you're getting support for, that's your product. Now, if you view your career or your organization as providing a product and you define a product as having to have been exchanged for that wherewithal, then you can identify any issue with your business or with your career as an abundance or inadequacy of product. It's very simple. You're either providing a lot of product or you're not. If you don't take that definition of product, you know, the chair in the hands of the consumer, that's a product. He hasn't paid me yet, but that's a product. I did my bit. <clears throat> He's got the product now. Yeah, well, but that's not a product by this definition. So you could be providing chairs all over the city and go broke and go, I don't know what went wrong. I was producing all this product. No, it's not a product. By definition, by this definition, it's not a product. So you're looking at an inadequacy of product in that case. Or if you are extremely prosperous, you can say, wow, man, I'm, I'm getting out a lot of product. Now, now, don't confuse this with having a lot of money because you could be uh, the reverse could be going on. You could be collecting a ton of money. And that happens. You know, it's actually not that hard to accumulate money. You can accumulate money and then not provide the your end of it, your product, your part of the exchange, your service. Or that product or exchange, that service is not adequate. It's actually not a very good product. Maybe not a very ethical product or not a very high quality product. So reviewing the definition, Hubbard says, a product is a finished, high-quality service or article in the hands of the being or group it serves as an exchange for a valuable. That's a product. It's a finished, high-quality service or article in the hands of the consumer as an exchange for a valuable. In other words, it isn't a product at all unless it's exchanged. Unless it's exchangeable, it's not a product at all. Even the individual has to put his service or article in the hands of some other staff member before it could be called a product. Product is exchange, exchange is product. That's Hillary's definition from that lecture. So, all right, it can, it can be imbalanced one way or the other. Either you're providing a high quality product, but you're not getting exchanged for it, or you're getting exchanged for something that's not a high quality product, or maybe, maybe isn't even delivered at all. One of the interesting aspects of the Hubbard management system is it's very self-protecting. 
In other words, it doesn't really work if the product isn't there. If the product is an inadequate product or what we would call an overt product, in actual fact, the delivery of it does more harm than good, like an atom bomb, to take it to an extreme, well, um, you will discover that the fundamental laws and so forth that you're applying from the Hubbard management system aren't working. For instance, if you use Hubbard's, we're not talking about sales or dissemination at this point, but at some future podcast I will, but if you are using Mr. Hubbard's technology on enlightenment, it's all based on truth. So if you're trying to deliver a product that is an actual fact, not a high quality product, let's say you're trying to sell a car and the car is a lemon, if you want to use Hubbard's technology to enlighten the customer on that product, you'd have to tell them, look, I wanna enlighten you on something, this is a lemon. If the guy's in the market for lemons, he's gonna be okay. If he's not in the market for lemons, he's not gonna buy that thing. And you're not gonna be able to use the Hubbard management system to promote and sell it because it is not what you're presenting it to be. Hubbard's management technology or system is very self-protecting. In order for it to work, there has to be a basic assumption that the product or service that you're offering is valuable. So it's not a bad idea when you are engaged in implementing uh, Hubbard's management system that you do uh, a thorough or at least a, a fast review of your product or service. Hey, you know, th these, this doesn't seem to be working. Our statistics don't seem to be changing. We're doing this, we're doing that, and we're hiring good people and we're training them and so forth. Take a look at the product or service. If the basic assumption is that that product or service is valuable, and if it's not, you're gonna have all kinds of trouble with this system. So tackle that early on. Uh, as, a, as a licensed consultant in Hubbard Management many years ago, I, I always operated on the assumption that the client was producing a good product. You know, I didn't always know how to evaluate the product. It wasn't necessarily that I was an expert in whatever service or product they were offering. So I just worked on that assumption. And it didn't take very long before I discovered that uh, some of my clients weren't doing as well as others. And I finally got the bright idea to start inspecting their product or service and discovered, of course, that they weren't that crash hot. And we had to work on that first in order to get other things to function correctly. You can still promote and you can still sell with a product that's less than perfect. But, uh, and you can, you can get along that way for a bit, but it will always dead end. At some point or another, you have to confront that product and bring it up to a proper standard or uh, you will dead end on that outflow, on that particular outflow. On the other hand, if you have an extraordinary product and it's delivered uh, extremely well and graciously and comfortably to people and it's easily accepted and people love it, they don't just love the product, they love the service. Wow, that, that, that outflow, when we talk about the value of outflow, that outflow almost by itself, don't try this, some have, but don't neglect things like promotion and marketing and sales, but almost by itself, that high quality product or service uh, can almost assure your prosperity just on that one outflow alone. So uh, I highly urge you 
as a result of this podcast, make a review of the service or product that you're delivering and see how it measures up. It's not a bad idea to create a checklist for the quality of your product or service. Are all these points being maintained? Are all these points being put in on every product that's rolling off the assembly line, on every service that's coming off that assembly line? It's either going to be a material product or it's going to be a service. And you want to make sure that that product or service fits this definition. And the cycle of action is not completed until it's exchanged for. Bear that in mind. So make sure whatever methodology you're using or system you're using to deliver that product, make sure that that exchange factor is in place. One other little tip on that, and we can cover that in a further in a future podcast, but remember this, every product, valuable final product, is made up of a series of earlier products completed in a sequence. Now, those aren't valuable final products necessarily for the business. They are, however, in many cases, valuable final products for an individual within that business, in other words, a staff member. So what defines a valuable final product? What is that organization or individual delivering to the other members of the group or to society for support, the wherewithal to survive? What is that finished high-quality product? If we're talking about a receptionist, it might be communications easily, pleasantly and swiftly received and accurately delivered, something along those lines. That would be her product or his product. And of course, if he's not getting that product, well, you're going to have endless trouble getting your valuable final product. Nothing worse than doing a huge marketing and promotional campaign and having all this inflow come in as a result, but all that inflow is being funneled through a receptionist who doesn't know their product. Maybe they think their product is a quiet scene. Their product is, you know, the boss not being too overwhelmed by too many people calling. So I'll be rude to people after a while. You'd be surprised. Go around and ask your employees or your staff, what's your product? What is your product? What are you what are you providing the rest of the group here that you are getting your paycheck for? And you'll be kind of stunned probably at some of the answers you're going to get. But it's a very valuable exercise because if they don't know their product, how in the hell are they supposed to get it? So you can get them to name it. You can name it uh, with them. You can clear it up with them. Very, very smart action to do when you're bringing on employees. Because remember, your valuable final product is the result of a succession, or to use a million-dollar word, concatenation of earlier products being gotten. And if your valuable final product is not coming off properly, you can surmise then that there must be an earlier product, or what we would call a sub-product, that is not being produced in adequate quality, quantity, or viability. So you can then inspect that. And if you're really on top of things and you're really using the Hubbard management system, you've got all these earlier products statisized so you can see, whoops, that statistic isn't going anywhere or that statistic is going down. Therefore, I must have an issue with an earlier product. I need to now handle that issue so that, once again, our valuable final product is coming off the quote-unquote assembly line properly. So there you have it. Uh, gives you something to do. Go inspect your products, go inspect your services, and uh, let me know how you do with this. I do appreciate and enjoy your feedback. I've been getting a lot of feedback on these podcasts, 
So go ahead and tell me what you're getting out of this one. And uh, we'll be talking to you next week.